2: The Hello and welcome to the 175th episode of the Slow Ride Podcast.
0: This is Tim in Orlando. This is Matt in beautiful, beautiful Minneapolis, Minnesota.
1: This is Spencer in even more beautiful and smarter and better educated Boston, <laughs> smarter, Massachusetts.
0: <laughs> smarter and better educated. Wow, well, uh, at least we know how to... But, you know, He's slightly oh, so modest here. I mean, geez. not stuck
1: wow. up about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's let's, just let's a fact. To... I mean, what can you do? Now, exactly. now, I know
2: people. I know people are going to want us to be talking about the Japan Cup, which is coming up—the biggest race in all of uh, professional cycling, the sixth mm. monument of cycling. Alberto Contador well, Tim, floating Tim, around Tim, on Tim, some start Tim. lists. Tim. Yeah, but mm. we're burying the lead here.
1: We are. Yeah, we yeah. don't. We definitely can't get in a bike race in the first couple minutes of the show. That's that's no. hitting people way too hard, way too fast.
2: I mean, Japan <laughs> Cup, to be honest, isn't bike racing. It's it's a legacy. <laughs> that's if you win lifestyle that's choice. That's
1: fair. But we do. We have some but, breaking news. We have some big stories <laughs> to break here.
2: We do. We have a really really big one. So okay, it's well, it's but little. It's it's yeah, it's, a li- it's a little. It's a piece little. Of news, it's but, a little
1: big story. It's, it's a getting big bigger. Story.
0: It's Our little bigger story every year. Has gotten, every time you we look at bigger. them, it's getting that bigger. That should be my email newsletter, little big story. <laughs> I like it. And little guy, happy birthday. Big birthday week
2: for oh, you. Thanks. Little guy, did you do anything exciting for your birthday?
0: Uh, Nothing super exciting. I did get new shoes, like shoes for work. Um, and so I had to put new cleats on, and then I had to put new pedals on. And that resulted in me just riding around. Mm. And being uncomfortable on my birthday and getting strange leg pains and stuff as I tried to sort out my cleat yeah. position. Um, so I, yeah, I was That's thinking about a this.
1: Pretty happy birthday. <laughs> well,
0: it is happy birthday because I'm the my old shoes were destroyed and they were they were terrible. That's weird. But I was thinking right. But the thing I was thinking about was. For cycling, at least for me, I don't know if you guys feel this way, when I get new shoes, new bars, like some sort of contact point, new thing for cycling, I'm excited and I'm also nervous and then uncomfortable for a long time. And it's it's a weird thing that you get something new um, in like one of the things, your favorite thing in the world, bikes, and it sort of slightly ruins your experience of bikes for a little while. You know what I mean? Maybe you guys aren't as picky about cleat position as I am, but it 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 like it's a to- it drives me nuts. That's why I put off yeah. getting shoes for so <laughs> long. That they like the cleats wore down so, to the point where they 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 the the f- uh, fixing bolts into the shoe wore away to the point where they broke like in the cleat.
1: Okay, you so got to update your shit more often, I think is really the moral no. of the story.
0: But it's uncomfortable.
2: Hey, I hate updating. Little guy, I'm in your. Little guy, I'm with you because I've had the same uh, pair of Time RXS um, cleats on my shoes and they are broken. Now, big birthday week. Usually the birthday week is, uh, you know, highlighted by the Tour de France um, route unveiling, which we'll talk about in a little bit. <laughs> it's also the true start to cyclocross season with bona fide cyclocross weather the world over. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's not forget the. Um, uh viewer listener emails that we're gonna get and a brand new sponsor in Premlap. So lots to discuss. Let's go right into that Cyclocross season. Uh of course I'm talking about Zondhoven, the attack of the sand dunes. Um I didn't watch the race. Uh we were talking in the podcast Green earlier that uh basically Vanderpol uh just destroyed everybody and mm-hmm. it may be time to bring back the anybody but Vanderpol fan club.
0: I yeah you probably should if 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 you're sick of watching him. I think it's like he's he's laying down the lines, and those guys just try to try to hit it. You know, it's not actually a race anymore. They just happen to start at the same time.
1: Well, I mean, it could be a race if you just like if everybody just considered second place first place, and maybe they did two separate podium ceremonies and all that.
0: Yeah, no, I, that's probably a good plan because that would really I think Wout needs a little confidence boost, and I, I think, think
1: I think so too.
0: I think that would make him feel better. Um, it'd certainly make Sweek and, like, Quentin Herman's <laughs> and all those dudes who are always fourth place and always have this look of, like, ah, oh, so yeah. close. Um, it could be, like, sweet what, for do you, them.
1: what do you call that? Like, podium two? Do you call it uh, secondary podium? It's kind of, like, pro relegation in the in the soccer world. Um, like, se- <laughs> I, yeah. you know, I just like not... to call it second
2: place. Second.
1: Well, no, but
2: it would be first mm-hmm.
1: place, but second first place. What? If, oh, there you go. What if there was first place, yeah. and then there's first second first place, and then there's first <laughs> second.
2: I don't know.
0: Or it's like first AV, so first after Vanderpool.
2: Yeah. So is that uh, now? We're not the cyclocross experts that you hear on. Uh, they don't do that in Europe over on Crosshairs Radio, but I do have a quick question. Is is Vanderpoel maybe coming out too hot right now and he's not going to be around come January because he is not the one with the World Championship stripes across his chest? Um, yeah. You know, is Vout playing this correctly? I mean, Vout last year was right there with him and that is why I, the Anybody But Vout fan club started, which I apologize to the entire world of cycling because, uh, Vout, we need you. You're our only hope.
1: Yeah, this is a strange thing. <laughs> he might be coming too hot.
0: I think it's possible, but it's also possible that he never slows down.
1: You know what uh, I thought was not possible but happened this weekend while watching this race for me was that after three laps or so, I clicked it off and went and did other things with my day because I didn't need to see how the rest of it played out since Vanderpool was already off the front. And I had already gotten my fix from a stellar women's race that was – nail biting all the way up until the end uh in my
2: opinion yeah, now katie compton had a uh asthma attack during that race
1: yeah i uh yeah she was uh was doing well and then uh ended up shooting backwards for the last few laps there for sure and uh yeah to find out afterwards it was an asthma thing um i think she finished seventh i don't have the results in front of me but um so still pretty well, you know, by any stretch, but uh not not as good as I'm sure she wanted to do, but so you had that and then you also had Sana Kant. like you saw her pass Katie, you saw her catch like fifth and fourth and third and like you, you know, it was it was awesome. It was a fun race to watch. So um and then I you well, know, I mean... the men started and Vanderpool rode away and I was like, well
2: <laughs> Now, if don't get me uh, – so the American women, uh, the top American women were were there. Wait, any of the top American men make the uh, trip over to Zonhoven? I don't remember seeing anybody on there, the little guy.
0: There were some American men, but they weren't racers I was familiar with. So I don't hmm. – I don't know where they came from. I don't know if you guys recognize them or Spencer since you're from the heartland of American cyclocross, if they were guys that you know from, from up there, but, um, you know. Don't know. Hats off to him for for jumping into like one of the biggest races on the Euro calendar. That would be um, a crazy race guts. to jump into.
1: I gotta say, like if I could pick one, yeah. Like if I got if I won some crazy contest that was like you can go to any one big Euro cross race you want, that might be the one that I do. It would
0: be. See, Not I me. don't know if it would be Not fun me. because I think I would get nervous. Um, and not do it Vanderpool style and start getting my back wheel up and instead of just nose wheeling <laughs> yeah. out of the sand pit like a total boss, I would just be one of those guys but who, that's, like that's the picture okay. I saw circulating of a bike in the air <laughs> yeah. and no rider in view and the bike is just perfectly fine. I'm sure the sponsor was like, oh, that looks great. That's sweet copy except for the fact that our sponsored rider is face first 20 feet off to the left. You know, Now let's, well, let's yeah. do
2: this though. Let, let, let's have that talk. Let's. Let, so Spencer, your pick would be Zonhoven. It it, right? like it, it it
1: probably it, would be because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, you know, Coxida is kind of the big famous one and Coppenberg uh, Cross. Wait, and, quit. You but, know,
2: this is not. You can't you can't say everybody's name because then you're going to give little guy like little guy's now going to pick Coxida. No, little I'm
1: guy, I'm I'm justifying my pick here by saying. Oh, okay. uh, you know, Coxida <laughs> has a ton of sand and and like, but it's mostly like level. You know what I mean? So I'm going to mess that up and I'm going to be the guy running for 3,000 meters a lap. <laughs> yeah, whereas, whereas in Zondoven, it's, it's a couple of downhills and they might be scary, but I bet they're also fun as hell. And when you crash, you're in a big pile of sand, so it's fine. You don't get hurt. So well, I, I Spencer, think that might only... be the one.
0: The only evidence I have that you've ever gone through a sand pit is that picture you keep posting of <laughs> of you leading me through that terrible line at states in the practice laps and us both eating it together. Yeah. Um. So maybe uh, not the best race for you, but I, I don't. Maybe you've improved your sand skills. I don't know. Well, he, and then, little
2: guy, what would be your uh, course of choice that would be your debut?
0: Well, obviously, it's on uh, a mirror or whatever. Uh, mm, Namer, yeah. whatever the hell it is because that's the one i picked in our uh cycling draft when i picked the five greatest races yeah, that's right i forgot about that
2: very I've... unique uh um draft that we were doing there <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah true. it's super unique i, um, I mean i don't i do want
1: to i don't want to call you out here little guy but you think you think number is within your skill levels uh
0: not really no it's it's way like, what, it do takes you have way fun? too much power you know, you, i don't have any power
1: like I, I my 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 idea is that which one would you have the most fun doing? I guess, but maybe you just want to challenge yourself oh, to the maximum. I don't know. I
0: think the most fun would be um, one of those Wednesday races that pops up occasionally in the in the Euro calendar. Oh yeah, where the where it almost looks like a sli- slightly better version of a Minneapolis race. They're they're going around a playground. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still super muddy, and all the big names are there, but it's. It's it's casual, you know. What, what it's, was the, the course uh, tapes a little little yeah. more light? Um, what's the I one, think one of those I'd actually have the most fun, you know.
1: What's the one that uh, takes place all in the city center that um, uh, the sorry cake guy did a YouTube video of? Oh um, uh, uh, uh,
0: yeah, young yeah,
1: Deliguere, whatever his name is.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Who, ca- yeah, who I know crashed what you out
1: Stebar? Uh, where it's all yeah. in the city center and it's, like, very urban and they're, like, going through city parks and, and down the streets and everything. That video is awesome. Yeah,
0: that would be fun. I Yeah, I think there's a lot of good options. I think some of the slightly smaller races that still get all the big the big names there would be my jam. So just because it's a Wednesday, maybe they're just there for the start money. They're just chilling, you know.
2: Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you guys asking me uh, what, what race I want to do in Europe. Tim, do you what, race cross? What do you cost? want to do? I do race cross. Uh, probably I done more sold cross wheels, races though. in the last two years than uh, you, uh, Spencer. But, you know, Ooh. I still got those wheels. They <laughs> someone the, the buyer canceled on the, the eBay auction. So uh, maybe I'll lace them back up and I'm going to go to my race of choice in Europe. Okay. And, of course, I'm talking about the Rome Cyclocross World Cup. <laughs> um, such it. a classic course. Uh, real, uh, real real famous um, course out there in the great city of Rome, Cyclocross Hotbed. And, uh, yeah, that's where I would be uh, showing my wares.
1: Yeah, that one probably (laughs) seems about appropriate, I guess.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so bigger question here. The Cyclocross World Cup, obviously it's still going on. Um, The first uh, two rounds uh, happened in the U.S., and then we had a uh, round, was it last week or two weeks ago? There there, there was another round already, Yeah. Valkenberg um is when can we start expecting uh Stephen Hyde to come out of uh, his shell and put back some of those performances that he was last year or is it going to be someone like a Tobin Ortonblad or uh, Jeremy Powers coming back cuz I'm ready for American Dominance because that is what we do and uh Cockside is coming up on the 20th of November and uh is that going to be where the uh where where the fun is
0: I Sorry. I wouldn't hold your breath, man. I don't I don't I just don't think America is set to dominate anytime soon. Top ten maybe here or there, but yeah, I not, just don't think definitely not the Euro downside. races are it's just the, the courses are different. As we were just talking about, there's all the American races have been a hundred degrees and bone dry. Um you go to yeah. Europe and there's mud and I don't feel like a lot of the obviously they're way better than me in mud but you know what i mean like for years when powers was way on top in the us and he'd get to europe and he'd just slip and slide around and be kind of anonymous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i don't know maybe some of those guys um are good in mud maybe there's a guy in the middle of the pack who's good in mud that like hasn't been getting enough respect or something but he's over crack there he be the best yeah 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 he's going to crack through maybe he's like crack through in a different discipline but now he's coming back to hmm. the discipline that he originally was uh, became known in and maybe he's the one to do it but we just i just don't know if he's going to go and try to do it
1: or not but he just needs to get his legs under him again
0: yeah yeah i think i think in the same way that if you threw uh uh a little french climber in- into the midwest crit scene you'd be like that guy sucks
2: <laughs> yeah you
0: know and he'd just be like can we please ride up a mountain for an hour <laughs> so um
2: it, do we know like who what americans are going to cockside uh this weekend i mean are we i gonna...
0: i don't know okay. yeah i haven't bill and, probably knows
2: and, well hopefully but... bjorn sealander does make it um there Wait, who's and...
0: bjorn sealander
2: <laughs> most under you know uh uh Crosshairs Radio was talking about how uh Tobin Ortonblad still has this air of like being the underdog in these races because yeah. he's not Hyde in powers. And then right. here he is uh doing quite a uh amount of good work. And uh so maybe now it's back to Bjorn being the true underdog. Um I, I I think I am underestimating and I and I admit it that I put a lot of pressure on a guy like Hyde because A, he looks great in the national championship jersey, B, mm-hmm. he's got the amazing haircut.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: I forget at how long the season is. I mean, we're talking about World Cups that start in the middle of September, and then they end at the end of January at Hoogerheide. Uh, you know, we've got quite the the length of the season here. I mean, it's a good solid four months, so maybe they are going to ride into their uh, where they need to be, and uh, that would be a lot of fun. I, I just want to see some Americans in the top ten consistently, and I think we're so close to it, and we're getting the start positions. For a while, it was, oh, you weren't – we weren't you, getting the start uh, positions, and now we have guys. So
1: you just need to start watching the women's race, Tim. Top tens all
2: the time. I know all the time. I do yeah. watch the women's race. It's a lot of fun. I'm not. Uh, apologies, I'm not trying to uh, discount no, that know. or overlook I'm,
1: it. I'm, um, I'm just messing so. with you, but uh, yeah, that that race was awesome. If you missed uh, both the races this weekend because you were, you know, at Gloucester or something awesome, um, I would uh, I would pick the women's one if you're gonna just watch one. So that's that's my no. advice.
2: Now, Spencer, Segway Sam uh, just showed up on my doorstep, and he said, oh. Gloucester is here, and <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I'm assuming a uh, windy, muddy rain fest at the hotbed of cyclocross and all of the tree lovers of Austin, Texas who um, winter up in uh, Gloucester are uh, going to shut down that course after the destruction you guys brought to the uh, track.
1: Absolutely <laughs> not. That's not what happened. Um but it was a little bit different than normal uh it wasn't it wasn't 80 degrees or 90 degrees like all the other cross races that have happened so that was a <laughs> positive it was you know 65 70 so very pleasant little breezy uh that course is iconic it's right there on the uh on the ocean front so um it's always fun to go you know spectate and to hang out and uh yeah a bunch of great racing they put on a great uh, a great show there that is a, a World Cup uh, quality event, um, I would say. But, um, you know, we'll see. See what happens.
0: Um, are you are you hinting at something, Spencer? No,
1: no. This is my own personal, like, you know, <laughs> oh, okay, hey, okay. hey uh, USA Cycling, you guys listening? Uh, you know, let's add a third one. Let's get rid of one of those dumb Rome World Cups or whatever Tim likes. Um <laughs> It's but, a classic.
2: That's why it's no longer around. Yeah,
1: the racing was awesome. Uh, speaking of Tobin, he took uh, both days in the men's race, um, but uh, he didn't run away with it, uh, which kept it exciting—more uh, exciting than the, uh, the results sheet would lead you to believe. Um, Powers was up there, uh, you know, pushing him. Um, Spencer Petrov was up there pushing him, so uh, it was it was close racing um, both days in that field, and then uh, Emma White and Ellen Noble taking a. A win each. Um, They were probably head and shoulders above. They weren't like riding away, I guess. Crystal Anthony was there uh, as well, uh, pushing those two, but they took a pair of wins and it was kind of them getting off the front uh, and then punching each other all race um, on the women's side. So it was awesome. It was fun racing.
2: I'm over at uh, crossresults.org taking a look at U.S. Open of Cyclocross. Also happened mm-hmm. on the uh, in the Colorado, Longmont, Colorado. And if you look at the um, UCI men's elites, uh, Jamie Driscoll takes the win on day one over Michael Vandenham. Um, so you can box. see kind of that chase of points uh, across the season. I mean, once again, the U.S. being such a big country, having two uh, high-level mm-hmm. UCI cyclocross races on the same weekend. Um, pretty cool. Aaron Huck takes the win on day one and Carolyn Monty um, in second place. So. Again, another strong field. I mean, that uh, women's field had 35 contenders in the uh, the UCI race, and I'm assuming in Gloucester, uh, Spencer, a, a very high turnout as well.
1: Yeah, I'd say it was probably about the same. I don't have the results in front of me, but, yeah, big fields in, in both. So
2: that was awesome. Um, and, and coming up is a uh, friend of uh, the podcast, DCCX. Yes. Is that this weekend?
1: That is this coming yeah. weekend. Uh, I'm going to be loading up the wagon and driving down there on friday uh so we're gonna check out the course and do some racing over the weekend and uh, i'll have a report for you guys uh next week but uh if you can't make gloucester dc is the next best uh race you can do and in in my humble opinion that's not a world cup
2: (laughs) and i did see on uh the twitter jeremy powers was retweeting the usa cyclocross championships uh um, or the big series that Trayvon is behind is now increasing payout um, with a yeah. GoFundMe matching campaign up to $7,500, and that would be for the podium, because it was a winner-take-all $10,000 prize, and now it is a yeah. first, second, and third, I believe, so uh, yep. they're looking at Tobin Ortonblad running away with it, and they're like, hey, you know, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's let some other people enjoy well, this uh, windfall.
1: And I appreciate that they're trying to make it better already, that it's a work in progress, because... Cause it did come up kind of last minute, you know? Uh, And, and Trayvon's gotten some shit uh, from, from many people, including myself, um, you know, you know, just saying, Hey, you could have done a better job here if you thought about it for two seconds, but you didn't. And he has, you know, he's like, he's working on it. They're all working on it. Show air is stepping up twice now to, uh, to make this thing happen. So that's great. Um, And you said it was a GoFundMe, which it is. And, uh, but they did, Hit that seventy five hundred dollar mark to get the match, um, in no small part to a donation made by one George Hincappy. Oh wow, sweet Gorgeous, tie-in, George! Yeah. George
2: coming through.
1: He put in a hundred bucks, so whoever nice. wins that hundred bucks is like gonna have like double the prize, basically. A little sentimental oh, value that- there.
2: That would be nice if they put it all the way down to 16th place because we have our very own 16th place finisher from Cyclocross over the weekend, little guy Matt Allen.
0: No, I got 15th, dude.
2: Oh, wow. Hmm. Funny how that works.
0: (laughs) I don't think I got 16th. I'm pretty sure I got 15th.
2: How did you
1: you win slash lose the sprint for 16th place?
0: Uh, It was pretty easy because I didn't know that's where – I was more it was more that I lost 14th place cuz I was with Ollie uh on the last little sand run up thing and he he ran it and I tried to ride it and I kind of like bumped into him and then had to get off and then he got a little gap on me and he got um, me for 14th. So you didn't so, so
1: you didn't have somebody in the pit for you telling you what place you were in uh, that you should no. s- pump the brakes a little harder trying to no. get that 16. No.
0: No, that was su- that was Sunday. I didn't have anyone in the pit uh saturday i didn't have anyone in the pit when it started and then i had hollywood in the pit because i almost instantly uh crashed myself out and <laughs> i guess somebody ran into my rear wheel and totally destroyed my rear head wheel like my nicest race wheel um just dented the hell out of the rim it's what kind done. of
2: what do you ride what are you uh riding you ride 10 speed i am riding 10 speed yeah 10 speed uh, uh rim brakes i'm assuming
0: yeah. You, you uh, got you got, a, you, you got a deal for me?
2: You,
0: you need a new wheel set? <laughs> no, I've actually got I'll, – I'll, I'll pose the question later when I ask Bike Shop, bike shop Cross my question of the week. I, I've got a, a solution uh, that's it's, also a problem. <clears throat> Again,
2: it's not going to be as good of a solution as these sweet wheels I've had on eBay that are still available. Just look at the Helium side cross wheels. Jeez, now, I do no. remember – on a podcast, you and Spencer were the ones that recommended it to me at the time. Mm-hmm. So I
0: Tim, I if you here lived here, I would buy them from you. Um, but you don't, and I don't want to deal with shipping them. And, and I actually don't. I have a lot of wheels, and I also have a lot of <laughs> wheels that just need a little bit of work. So I should just fix all the wheels I have.
1: I'll <laughs> well, see. Um, in, in Spencer's rules, when you have some wheels that need a little bit of work, you just buy new wheels.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. Fun but times. Holly, Hollywood Henderson... Uh, super great guy uh gave me a wheel um and got me out there at least that I got to do the rest of the race on saturday i was pretty far out of it um after crashing on a very steep hill but um
1: yeah that's not a good it, place to crash little guy i saw the picture of that floating around i think we retweeted it on the sloraida account yeah. it it's like literally 100 feet into the race going up yep. straight <laughs> up the ski hill
0: it's super steep yeah and, so i uh, was instantly like you know like by the time i'd hit the ground the leaders were a minute ahead of me <laughs> yeah they've gu- sure. got they'd crested and like gunned it yeah. um yeah but i he was nice enough to loan me a wheel so i i could at least get out there and have fun and and well, and do it
2: Greenacre so. green acre cyclocross is uh <clears throat> always a fun race out there um i did see oh. some new course features that they have this year
0: uh can i can i tell you guys one thing about the race yeah please sh- sure That you're going to think really funny so you guys know uh there's I and mean, you you both benefited from this there's a giveaway at the end of the race oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. there's a raffle like by far the best raffle you'll ever go to at a bike race um it's loaded full of of stuff and we're waiting around you know there's hundreds of people in the little chalet thing waiting for it and bob's giving a speech he's like hey you know uh, just just don't throw this stuff straight up on eBay or the trading post you know come on don't do that don't be that guy Everyone's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he is like, first thing up, we got a pair of uh, fat bike tires. And whose name does he pull out of the hat? You, Matt Allen. <laughs> ah. Yeah. So what are you gonna do with them? <laughs> so when are you buying a fat bike? I'm not buying a fat bike. I've got. To, I mean, I just broke a wheel. I got. I got. A, I got to get a little bit of money here so I can pay these things off. So I feel bad, you know, because he's just giving that speech, and I understand. I think I let out an audible like, "Oh fuck." Or something. I don't know exactly what I said. Right I couldn't self. believe that I won fat bike tires. It just was like, ugh, of all the things to win, I, not, yeah. You if also there's one thing I'm going to sell,
1: pounds worth of extra stuff home too. Um, yeah, yeah. The but, I lost a mile per so gallon. So here's, here's, the, here's the thing, the little guy. Uh, we have got you've made your testimony, and and we're here to uh, for to judge this uh, this case. Yeah, we're going to adjudicate this. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. a problem. Um, we you, you, your arguments are closed. I don't want to hear any more um okay. But mm. this is this is how I'm going to rule on this personally is uh despite the speech that uh Bob's speech holds no legal precedent <laughs> um being that it's a <laughs> raffle and you have no no choice in in what you're buying or what you're getting you're not purchasing <laughs> it. It's uh you know it there's no well, guarantee that you could need it and it's such as is, is a uh your case. So yeah. You are a hundred percent within your rights to put that immediately onto eBay or trade well, within the building in well, front of Bob for somebody that you did want.
0: Uh, can I objection. can I say one thing? No, Is that you who can't. Bob? No, no, no. Let me you've say, let me closed say. your argument. No, no, nope, no, no. I gotta say, I'll say another thing that Bob said, which was that he was like, you know, just give them to somebody that does need them. You know, I mean, and I and I can understand that point of like, come on, we we all probably know somebody who needs one of these parts or like looking for it you know what i mean and and but you're not gonna i could make a trade you know what i mean i'm 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 more in the trademark. but who's gonna who's gonna have like an eight speed campy
2: rim brake uh wheel for you to trade i don't mind eight speed i either go six
0: (laughs) or ten (laughs) anything in between i don't like no
2: so spencer you're wrong um and i'll tell you why um i'm gonna adjudicate this a little bit different i would say little guy needs to at least wait three weeks before he can uh trade these and then at that point he can sell because you know three weeks at least is a decency the worst thing is when it's because it's the promoting like when you promote and the first thing that someone does after you give them a sweet prize they put it up on ebay it's like they don't even care and matter or you know it's like they don't even appreciate what they have like you got to stare at it for a little bit after three weeks Kind of the, the the stink has gone away a little bit, and then you're like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm not going to really get a fat bike this year. I really thought I was going to, and then you can <laughs> sell it.
0: Well, no one's going to believe that I was going to, since I just talked about it on um, our super popular syndicated podcast about it. But Well, and
2: speaking of uh, super popular, we're going to be talking about Tour de France routes, we're oh. going to talk about Silly Season, and a couple of listener emails once we get back from after the Prem Lap.
1: Let's go.
0: and you're listening to the Slow
2: Ride podcast. Today's a big day in Slow Ride podcast and Wide Angle Podium um history and that's because we have a brand new sponsor. We have pintsandcowbells.com/slowride coming to you and uh once again we'd like to thank them for joining up and uh sponsoring the show.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um Tim, I saw they had some little onesies over there. Adelaide might look pretty nice in one of those. Yeah, I'm Get pretty excited. Bikes now.
2: I've already picked out one that uh, you know, I'm looking at. It's the uh, the life cycle one where you can kind of see. You know, uh, there, there's not a recumbent on there, so I was I was more uh, I was definitely <laughs> stoked. Like at that point, I was like, all right, this one makes sense because if, if there's recumbent on there, then uh, you know, we'd have a little
0: bit of issues about uh, the sun just disappointing me forever. So oh, i I bet he's going to be a recumbent guy, but anyway.
1: So what what you can do is uh, do us a favor and head over to com slash slowride and check out the stuff that they have. And what you're going to want to do once you're there, once you've found some stuff and filled up your cart, is we have a coupon code for you. It's SLOWRIDE1017, like October, you know? You get it? Slow like ride 1017 Just remember that. There you go. Um, so, and that code will get you 15% off your first order, uh, which is going to be awesome. Um, they've got all kinds of stuff. Um, they were not sure if, uh, advertising on the slow ride podcast would be a good medium for them since they kind of skewed towards the master's market. And, uh, I assured them that Tim has a titanium bike so that they were going to be just fine. Um, totally fine. Yeah. So there's all kinds of good stuff. Shirts, uh, glassware, uh, anything for your cycling, uh, buddies. Um, people have birthdays, uh, like little guy, uh, the holidays are coming up. So it's a good time to get on there, save some cash and, uh, and get all your, get all your shopping done early so that you can just, you know, go on rides and, and do what you want to do for the rest of the season.
2: Well, I mean, holiday season's coming around. You got Halloween coming up. They have a selection of Halloween shirts and then let's not, you know onesies you can never go wrong with a onesie. Pints dot com slash slow ride and you can uh save fifteen percent and uh pretty uh pretty cool for them to uh, come on board and you know okay. yeah I'm a masters rider at this point.
1: I just clicked on mm. the uh on the Halloween section and they have a, a spooky hoodie. Uh that looks awesome and spooky and I think that is gonna be the thing that I go with here. Let's see, black, yeah black. Um so I'm going to punch in slowride1017 and get my 15% off and uh yeah man like thanks to PintsandCowbells.com uh for sponsoring the show and uh guys please go check them out. Uh I think you'll like it. There's uh, a lot of cool stuff in here.
2: We'd also like to thank slash slowride for sponsoring the uh podcast once again. You can go to health, go to that website Type it in. You're going to take some uh, quizzes. You're going to see if you're an active and healthy individual, which you are, because you're listening to our podcast. And then you're going to end up saving money on your life insurance. They help coordinate you on saving money due to your, um, you know, your your activity, your social output. They're not going to hold you to account like other life insurance um, companies do, based on just you know random one size fits all. Uh, questionnaires. So this is uh, more focused on you being a healthy, in- healthy individual, which means that you should save some money on your life insurance because, uh, you know, you're less likely to have anything that goes wrong.
1: Well, and that's true. And, and that's why they can uh, offer these rates. So you guys have heard us talk about it before. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully it's getting through. Hopefully you're starting to be like, okay, Health IQ has been a really big advocate for the wide-angle podium and for these idiots on this show that I listen to for no real reason every week. <laughs> um, and maybe I should check it out. So, you know, do us a solid. Check out IQ.com slash slowride. Figure out how you can save some money on your life insurance. Um, I'm guessing you probably don't even have any life insurance right now and you may not even know exactly what it is or why you need it. This is a good opportunity to just go figure it out like they have a whole faq section you can figure out uh, uh what your needs are um and do it the cheapest way possible so that you know if the uh unfortunate uh, situation if on uh, friday the 13th of october you get hit by a bus because you're looking the wrong way you know your loved ones are taken care of and uh we don't <laughs> want that to happen to you we know that it didn't happen uh because it's already past the 13th so that's why i can make jokes like that but
2: You never know.
1: Oh, spooky times are coming up.
2: That's right. And healthiq.com slash slow ride to uh, save money on your life insurance. Uh, And then also Wide Angle Podium are making some custom kits partnering with Endura. So we have a website for you to go check it out. It is a work in progress. We're just going to do some pre-orders. We're getting it ready. You can go see what the kit design is. Go to bit.ly slash WAP gear, uh, to, uh, see the offering and see the, uh, kit design. We will have some, um, uh, zoomable pictures on there in very, very soon. So you can go to bit.ly slash WAP gear to go take a look. Yep. We will be doing a, um, order on these Endura world tour kits, the same kits that, uh, Nairo is wearing to the uh, top of the mountain. At the Tour de France next year, where he is the team leader of Movistar.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so we're partnering with uh, Ixnay. Um, it's a, 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 a sh- online store that uh, me and my better half run. Um, so you can you can visit ixnay.com, or uh, if it's easier, just the shortened version is bit.ly slash Gear uh, to check out the kit, get in a pre-order, Right now, we've got the full kit, uh, jersey and bibs up. We'll get a jersey version up there soon. Um, but as in addition to that, we also have pre-orders for some t- very limited edition t-shirts that I've got Those out. Those things are sick. Yeah. They're, I'm really excited about them. I, uh, I commissioned an artist to do these. Uh, they're three completely different off-the-wall, wacky designs for wide-angle podium uh, that don't really have anything to do with bikes because you know what? You open your drawer and it's full of bike T-shirts. Uh, sometimes you just want to mix it up a little bit. So we've got some some pretty rad WAP shirts here uh, for and- pre-order. And the, what I want what I want to get out is that these are uh, uh, benefit shirts. Um, after the hurricane hit um, down in Texas, I was you know trying to figure out what what we could do to help as a network. Uh, because we do have this huge audience uh you know and in, in supporting group that uh, that listens to us and stuff and and then the hurricane hit orlando or not orlando but florida and uh and tim oh. was you know more or less directly affected you know you had a tree fall down so you know um yeah. <laughs> and and it it just drove the point home even more and i wa- i wanted to do something and i didn't want to get like overly political or anything but so we decided to um Benefit animal shelters in both Texas and Florida with uh, the proceeds from these shirts. So, uh, that is where th- your money's going to go, and you can uh, support Wide Angle Podium at the same time by uh, yacht. Dude, those, little-
2: those shirts are sick. Like, I cannot um, under-emphasize how hard it is when I open up my dresser drawer and all I have are cycling t shirts, yeah. swift cycle t shirts, um, and the random, like, you know, like I've had to seek out buying t shirts that aren't bike related. And this is that happy medium because I'm you know obviously proud to be on a podcast that's on the wide angle podium network. But then these are uh, just three great designs that uh, I can go wear uh wherever I want. Um so along with that with the new uh Endura kit, uh I'm pretty set. Yep. And so bit.ly slash W A P gear. Um so go take a look. Also uh you know, in a second here, we're going to get to a uh, little guy's question, but, uh, thank you to, uh, pints and cowbells health IQ, uh, for, uh, sponsoring and, uh, all of our members of the wide angle podium network. And that includes those that support the bike shop CX show and uh, little guy bike shop CX. The shop is open. What's your question this week?
0: Hey, it's kind of a funny one. So I, I broke a wheel this weekend. As I told you, 24 uh, hole head hub. Rim combo. Um, I also have two other broken 24-hole rear wheels in the basement. I then have a bunch of 28-hole tubular rims. So my thought was, hey, why can't I lay some of these bad boys up and skip four <laughs> spokes? I think there's but, a few reasons for that. Well, no, so I, uh, so maybe the bike shop guys gonna, can, can just point me toward what would be a good lacing pattern to think about as a good option for skipping four uh sheldon brown has a good uh, article on it but it is Whoa. super complicated and involves some crazy math and i just want one of them to tell me how to do this because i have all these 28 hole rims and all these 24 hole hubs and it's maddening um <laughs> you know there's an
1: easy solution that maybe you're no. just like overlooking is it what's it that it's more like, holes it, into the hub <laughs> no good lord no <laughs> <That's> genius <Jim. laughs> it's just yes, you need what? to buy a couple of more rims and a couple of more hubs that that line up Whoa. with the rims and hubs that you have so that you can build up a whole bunch of
2: wheels
0: but here's the pro- the little problem with that is that 24 hole rims are stupid expensive because it's only rims that at least uh, around the internet people sort of seem to pretend that they're better than the 28-hole rims, even though they're not. They're just the same damn thing. They have less holes drilled in them. Um, but it's only, like, wheels that come generally as pre-built wheels that come in that drilling. So you have to order something that's either, like, a head-specific rim. Or, mm-hmm. And so it's really expensive, whereas you can find 28-hole tubular rims. Just You walk into any bike shop, and they're like, take these. Please take these. <laughs> yeah, um, And I'm I usually say... Yes, yes, I will. Um, <laughs> um, um So I but but don't know what the Bike Shop Show
1: guys are going to say. They will have a solid answer for you. It's probably not going to uh, make you happy because it's probably going to be like throw them in the trash and buy new ones.
0: No, um, no, no. that's not an option. That's not something. This is going to get built up. I mean, you guys, you want me to be safe? You got to solve this one for me. I assume the next episode is just going to be <laughs> explaining how to do this. <laughs>
1: it's going to be them explaining... For the entire show, why skipping holes in your lacing pattern is the worst idea you could ever have.
0: I don't think it's a problem. F- well, okay, I think it you can need, be. A problem. You need to I take think... your answer off air. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what I'm saying. I think when people skip holes in the hub, that seems stupid to me. You're just asking for trouble. I think when you're skipping a couple in the rim, eh, it's probably fine.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So we'll tune into we'll Bike see. Shop CX see what their answers are. And with that, let's get uh, back to the show.
1: I'm Kerry Warner, and you're listening to the Slow Rock Podcast.
2: Um, well, we got a great email from uh, – uh, long-time listener and supporter of the Wide Angle Podium Network, Kevin Dolan, uh, he hits us up about Charm City and triathlon attire. He says, I was walking the rail trail today, laughing out loud, listening to the descriptions of triathlon attire and sunscreen application technique uh, referenced last week in the episode while wearing a finisher shirt and a M dot tattoo on my calf. Kevin, thank you for being honest about your Ironman tattoo on your calf. You neglected to mention... The ever-present visor. Why don't they cover their dome? Mm. I have less hair to comb over every year. And I have never understood the visor paired with a shaved or bald head. And he's absolutely correct. The visor is a quintessential um, attire piece for uh, triathletes. Uh, really? guy, Why do you think they wear the
0: visor? I Because they're accountants by day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe.
0: I mean, they. You're you talking about they like, like
2: the accountant visor that had like. The yeah, because they like yeah. to change.
0: You know how they change clothes so fast. So it's the same thing. You just you keep some things on from the previous, like running or swimming. You keep some of that outfit on. Oh, no, it's true. Um, the
1: visor is probably more aerodynamic in the swim for some reason. Uh, <laughs> that when you pop out, then when you run into the bike, does the bike come next? Yeah, the bike comes next. Then, what does the visor? Does the visor go under the helmet? Do they take the. Well,
2: hang I think on. they take the visor. like, So, is the visor. Um, so, they can't uh, start resting the on visor. their shoes? It seems.
0: I fun. don't understand what the point of the visor is. If
2: anyone knows why they do wear the visor, please um, email us at the slow at gmail.com, like well, Kevin did, and help us answer.
1: Yeah, it's not to keep the sun out of their eyes. You know that you've got sunglasses.
2: Now, as the <laughs> resident runner. I will say that a visor can keep the sweat out of your eyes. I've never worn a visor, but I'm, uh, you know, I always run with a hand. Well, headband. then how do you know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> now,
1: it, here's the thing you bring up running. So this is Segway Sam coming back, bursting through the door uh, to ask you a quick question. Uh, Tim, I don't know if you heard, but on the uh, most recent uh, We Got to Hang Out episode, there was a brief moment uh, where. The question came up of, do you run in place when you're, when you go for a run, do you run in place at the stoplight when you oh. have to wait? And I, I want to know. Not. Okay.
0: No,
2: I don't No, I think it, it's the goofiest thing that I ever see is when people are running in place at the light,
0: like, I yeah. don't get it. Okay. But isn't I, the idea to keep your heart rate up?
2: No. Cause what, I, no, the idea is when you get stopped at a stoplight, like me, I just bend, I just like double over in pain <laughs> of going, why am right. I running? Right.
1: Yeah. And so, okay, so that's good. They were on the same page uh, of that not being a good thing. And uh, and, and uh, I'm, I'm on the same page too. I can't remember who gave me this advice, but I had asked uh, what was what was the equivalent of a Fred, uh, you know, the famous Fred on a bike, like the, uh, you know, you just kind of don't get it yet thing you could do as a runner uh, to a running friend of mine. Um, and they said jogging in place at the light was the most run Fred thing that you could do.
0: Oh, for sure. I I think that, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. Um, do you think it's like track standing on a road bike?
2: (laughs) A little bit. Yeah. No, I, no, come on. You think that's the biggest Fred thing that you can do, um, is track standing on a road bike. I would, I would think it's, uh, riding with reflectors on the, um, on the bike. That's like, that's, that's the quintessential, like you got the pie plate, you got the reflectors. That's the Fred move. But yeah, I feel like place.
0: that's not even Fred. I feel like you have to be. I know we have to define Fred here. I I, I feel like you're only a Fred if you're trying to be cool, right. but you're obviously failing. And in a sense, those those people. So you think they, Tim? They don't. Tim's describing no no new. knowledge of, of 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 the cool world of cycling. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just they're just whatever. Whatever the bike shop handed them, they're like cool. The, in a way, the track. Maybe the track standing guy's not a fret, it's just just a Jimmy Johns delivery guy. But um Boom every week. <laughs> but, I don't know. I don't know where my point is. Somebody did that in front of me today on the way to work and then they just they were just so awkward all, right. all over the place well, and getting in people's way on the crosswalks. I'm upset. Right, I'm I'm sorry old.
1: To throw us into a tangent there, but uh Yeah, I, yeah. I just was reminded well, of that.
2: Well, Kevin uh, continues and ends his email just by saying that the Charm City flyover was legit, and we even had a Belgian race announcer to go with it. So if little guy can break away from the apple harvest and get the VW camper to to Charm City, he can park in my driveway for the weekend during next year's race. Spencer should schedule a a WAP board meeting with uh, crosshairs, and uh, Super Rookie can uh, arrange a visit out, and the slow ride crew can display their cross skills And uh, that's a very good pitch, Kevin, so we will keep that in mind. Uh, Yeah. I think the three of us, our cross skills, are definitely something that we would love to show off to Mm -hmm. the world. Um, We got another uh, great email this week from Tim Proctor. He sits us up and he says, Hey, guys, I only just caught up with the Draft Corner episode in which we made our movie selections. Uh, This Draft Corner was very unique in which we uh, cast out a buddy cop movie. It had me laughing out loud, but I was shocked to find that there were no women picked. In the spirit of a Ghostbusters remake, here's a proposal <laughs> for the draft. Nice. Um, Tim Proctor goes on to say, young upstart, Ellen Noble. Experienced yeah. senior, Helen Wyman. Villain okay. of the story, Brian Cookson. Decoy <laughs> baddie. Not that bad? Decoy baddie, Pauline Ferro-Prevolt. Under pressure boss, Pippa York or uh, Robert Miller. And the outline of the story, I'm sure that you can do better, but this is what Tim uh, says. Pippa knows how the pro men are treated and is shocked by the situation in women's cycling. Ryan Cookson has been talking about change, but results aren't forthcoming. (laughs) Pauline is working the system as best she can, simply crushing souls in every category just to earn a living. Helen has been working with the man for years, trying to affect change from the inside, and Ellen gets frustrated with the lack of progress and just goes all out with her own junior girls development team. So, and I gotta admit, Tim I, slayed it. I gotta say, you
1: now there's one big problem with this. Uh, I'm sorry uh, to to Tim for you know the hard work he obviously put into this. Is this movie is not a buddy cop movie? This is a
0: documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sort of. Yes, but.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, the oversight of the lack of women uh, drafting was uh, was definitely an oversight. There's so many great characters that could have been brought in, and I think that this movie um, would have success uh, written all over it. I, I don't think it's a uh, it's a um, a documentary as much of it's a uh, you know like one of those uh, drama movies of the uh, that really tells the story and actually produces change. You know, like this is one that really could. Uh, this is like an it's Academy not, Award-winning. Uh, yeah, not not a buddy movie. cop movie. <laughs> yeah, this is a buddy cop. This is like the wow. There, there's some change that needs to happen after uh, uh, seeing this movie. But uh, thanks for uh, sending that in. And finally, we got uh, Rachel Christie hits us up uh, at the Slow Ride Podcast at gmail.com. Hey, Slow Ride guys, we were in the car on the DC Beltway early on Sunday morning, headed to a cross race. With a couple of bikes on the back of the car and the slow ride podcast playing, Uh, hopefully hopefully it was just uphill from there. You know, like we were at the bottom of the day and then the race actually happened and things got better. A car came up next to us with two really nice mountain bikes on the back. As the car came past us, both the driver and passenger gave us a little wave. We can only assume that they were also slow ride listeners. Thanks for making (laughs) the cycling world a nicer place. Cheers, Rachel, Christy, Team Sticky Fingers, parent of a Crosshairs Jr. Nice. And I got to admit, do you guys wave at other cars that have bikes on the uh the hood of the car or in the um on the roof of the car? Like when you when you're going down the highway driving, and you see a bike on car, do you
0: wave? Well, especially on the way to a race cuz yeah, I mean, if you're, you know, you're going to a race and you see Some folks drive by and they've got four cross bikes on there too. I mean, yeah. Then you wave because you know we're all you're all going to the same place.
1: Yeah, for sure. I I gotta say I I I definitely acknowledge and give the give the head nod, give something, um, you know whether it's a a little wave, probably for me personally, my style, my flavor that my spin that I put on it. It's more of the like the knowing like, hey, nice head nod, you know, give them a nice head nod, nice bikes. I'm acknowledging, you know, we're we're part of this little weird clan. Yeah.
2: Wait, wait, yeah wait. you got it. no you matter the sick. bike though
1: no, it doesn't matter well, I mean not a Walmart bike,
2: no, but, but what if it's a hybrid with like one of those weird crossbar like you know the hybrid that's on the back of the trunk of a car that it's a uh, it's a women's step through frame, and they didn't buy the crossbar attachment that goes over it so the, the, so the it's wheels basically are totally vertical hit. twelve yeah. and six o'clock, yeah. yeah, do you wave at that
1: um <laughs> maybe.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just you know, I I'm I'm I'll admit that I'm not always waving, but I think that uh, Rachel's email here is going to get me to be waving a little bit more when I'm on the highway because uh, you know, we're all going to the same place, we're all riding two wheels, so it is a uh, pretty exciting to see. Mm-hmm. Um I had a quick little story uh, this week, a uh friend of a uh, friend of mine here in Orlando hits me up on uh Facebook and he's like, "Hey, I was listening to the Phil Gaiman podcast with johnny sunt johnny sunt gave a shout out to the slow ride podcast so i decided to take a listen and he was shocked that it was me on the podcast so uh now the secret <laughs> is slowly starting to get out there uh, i'm a little <laughs> nervous so i'm gonna have to nice. clean up my act a little bit so but once again you can always email us at the slow ride podcast at if you have any uh uh um, concerns or emails or anything you want to get to and let's get right into, real quick, two silly season things. The first is Mitch Docker, friend of the podcast, future guest of the podcast, is going to America's team, Team Education First, next sure. season.
0: Oh, really? Um, nice. Very exciting to see that. That's and, great. Uh,
2: the other big news is uh, Fabio Aru finally announced that he is going to Team EAU, or Emirates, Team Emirates, right? Is that the one that he's going to? AEU. Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. AEU. You- UAE. thank you. UAE. U-A-E. It's yeah, U-
1: thank you. E- no, it's E. You had it right the first no. time. No.
0: <laughs> Did he? <laughs> well, who know? Whatever.
1: It's in the game. E-A-U.
0: It's EA Sports. You know, they're, well, they're run by EA no, Sports. No, I and, think it's and U-A-E. Yeah, it's U-A-E. <laughs> no, no, it's E-U-A.
1: Is it's a an little acronym guy. for
2: something? Little guy, are Uni- we... Su- it's for United Arab <laughs> Emirates. Air- <laughs> Little guy, come on. (laughs) Little guy getting trolled hard over here. So little guy, uh, Fabian Aru, um, I had not heard this story that he was going to this team. Oh, please,
0: everybody knew, other than Vinikirov. That's the dumbest thing. I can't believe Vino said he didn't know. Everybody knew he was going to this team. Uh, Yeah, not a
1: huge surprise, I got to say. But good for him and Nibs to be on different teams. I think that'll be a fun rivalry now.
0: So,
2: they were on different teams this year. It was already a rivalry. Now the uh, the other news that came out today, as far as uh, team organization, I alluded to it in the pre lap. Nairo Quintana staking claim to team leadership for Team Movistar, even though yep. Mikel Landa is on the squad. Uh, yep, the drama smart begins. Move, smart move for uh, Nairo to stake claim now, uh, guys. Like he just kind of threw that one out there.
0: Uh, I do. You guys get the feeling that wherever Landa goes, there will always be trouble because he keeps signing for teams with too many other leaders. I mean, it just like it, they're, they're already talking shit to each other basically in the press doesn't, I think, bode well for, for next season. It's going to be a disaster for Movistar.
2: Uh, is this in Nairo's style, though? to To do no. to do like that, like, man, I like the new Nairo already. Like, I will be the leader at the Tour de France, staking claim. Uh, wow. I don't Go think get him, that's Nairo. good,
0: though. That's not good for team morale. I think. I don't understand why Landa couldn't go to a team that needed a leader. <laughs> now the exact quote, next season, I will be the team leader in the tour.
2: This has been agreed with the directors and they will support me with the right teammates. I don't know if Mikel will ride, but with Alejandro, we had some similar situations and together we came together for the good of Movistar. Wow. It's, mm-hmm. Man, I can't believe it. Guys, it's starting eight months out from the tour to mm-hmm. France and uh, let's get to the uh, fun stuff. Uh real quick, the Tour de France route uh party was had and uh let's just go case by case, stage by, of course, we're not going to do that. Any uh <laughs> anything stick out to you uh Spencer on the uh the route unveiling?
1: Grinding some gravel. That's all I care about, man. Like that's where the cyclings going. That's what the masters yeah. are into. So now yeah. it's in the tour. So, so
0: they're going to be it's hitting like some gravel roads. How kilometer. many stages? <laughs> It's like one kilometer.
1: Hey, man, one kilometer this year, 2,000 kilometers next year, baby.
2: Oh, hey, this, you is, guys, uh, this is exciting. I I, I was excited because they're going to Roubaix, so you know there's going to be cobbles, which means that we're going to have another meltdown of meltdowns uh, from uh, America's <laughs> most popular cyclist, TJ Van Garderen. About, I was
0: uh, wondering what he thought of the gravel thing, because I bet he's pretty pissed about that, too. Um, now,
1: you know, the one that I'm actually excited about uh, is uh, stage 17, the short stage. You guys seen yeah. that? Yeah, 65k. Six, or whatever. 65k. I can ride 65k, but there's also three massive mountains on that stage. Yeah. I don't know if I can ride three of those
2: mm-hmm. in the what amount is, of time. Wait, needed. 65k. There's three mountains, man. There's going to be some time cuts on that one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be, be brutal. Ugly.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think this short attacky stage is, uh, you know, it's right out of the vault of playbook, uh, to some extent, but, um, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be cool. We'll see. We'll see what happens.
2: Wow. 65 K that's amazing. Cause like, normally that's like almost a time trial. That's uh, a, yeah, thanks yeah. for bringing that to my attention. I'm a, uh, I'm a little, um, a little shocked, I guess. Uh, that's wow. <laughs> Tim, I'll, I'll definitely Tim be blown watching away. That. Wow. Yeah. It just... No, I'm like, you know like you said, straight out of the Vuelta playbook. Um, I guess that the, the Vuelta is owned by the Tour, so maybe there's some, uh, you know, maybe they're making cycling exciting again, like the Hammer Series.
0: And I don't um, know, man. The rest of that route looks kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, come on, they're going I the d- Altoes. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I the Vault is way cooler. Um, also, it's so far away. Yeah, it's so unbelievably yep. far away. I mean. Well, Richie Port's going to break break bones seven times before that. You know, I mean, Aww. who knows what's going to happen? Wow.
2: <laughs> well, guys, it's been another fantastic episode of the Slow Ride Podcast. We'd like to thank all of our listeners and all of the supporters of the Wide Angle Podium. We would also like to thank PintsandCowbells.com slash Slow Ride, where you can get some sweet gear. Um, also, like to thank HealthIQ.com slash Slow Ride, where you can save some money on your life insurance. Make sure you check out our uh, new Wide Angle Podium store um, and uh, some kits that are coming up from Endura, bit.ly slash WAP gear. And um, always, always, always wave at your fellow cyclists when you see them out there on the road. And um, thanks, BK1 of Rhyme Series Entertainment, for the intro and outro music. This is Tim in Orlando. Uh,
0: this is Matt in Minneapolis who just learned there's uh, another Philippe out there. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, and this is Spencer in Boston.
0: The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.